Boy, it feels good to be working with that music again. What is up, Team NXT? I am C.D. Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice for NXT coverage, bringing you episode 46 of the Undisputed Future Podcast. Thank you so much for bearing patience with me the past week or so since the Dusty Classic tournament started. I have been unable to put out an episode, but at least it was a nice break at episode 45, a nice solid number on the road to 50, and I wanted to make sure I can begin my road to episode 50 with a bang and to the best of my ability, and it just so happens that this week, Adult Life granted me a second chance to bring you some unbelievable NXT coverage of the March 28th edition of NXT television. Now, to speed track things, because we're on the road to WrestleMania, we're on the road to NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I'm not going to do a usual dual episode. If you've listened to me before, you know I'll do two weeks worth of coverage in one episode sometimes, but I want to fast track everything. I want to steamroll right ahead. So I will be referencing last week, but I won't do as in-depth of a coverage episode half like I normally would because this week's episode begins with a banger of a announcement. As I sit here in my NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 t-shirt with The Revival versus DIY for the NXT Tag Team Championships, a match that changed my life, a pay-per-view that changed my perspective on NXT, and I thought to myself, by this time next year, I will have a way to deliver my NXT voice, and a platform to share with fellow NXT fans. Tommaso Ciampa arrives to the Full Sail Arena, back to Full Sail, after spending some time at Center Stage in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the Full Sail faithful were down there, so if you didn't notice a difference, I quite honestly don't blame you, but the old entrance ramp is back and all the usual changes that we know from NXT television. Anyway, Tommaso Ciampa, I'm not stalling to build this up or anything. Tommaso Ciampa arriving, having a fierce confrontation with William Regal. Johnny Gargano attacks me at my place of work. He didn't say NXT. He said my place of work. Just a little bit of salt in the wounds to Johnny Gargano fans. Just as a little bit of a reminder that our golden boy does not work here anymore. My place of work. My place of business. An unsolicited attack, a vicious attack by Johnny Gargano, hiding under the guise of his emoji and a lucha mask last week, jumping Tommaso Ciampa after some incredible NXT crowd interaction. Special shout out to Anita. Anita, as some of Twitter may know, the badass grandma to really take it to Tommaso Ciampa with a legendary thumbs down that I sense a Yankee fan, that I as a Yankee fan, Really, really appreciate a good thumbs-down gesture that really stands out. Anyway, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. Unsanctioned match, according to William Regal. Special shout-out to my boy Phil over at Who Got Next for calling this, according to my boy Nick, a number of months ago. Guys, unbelievable call. And as a person who was there live as a kid for 2002 SummerSlam, Triple H versus HBK, an unsanctioned match between two former best friends at the time. We, of course, know of the DX history, blah, 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 blah. A big-time clash between friends Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. The bad blood will rise in New Orleans, and I can't wait for this one. An unsanctioned match 
For anybody unfamiliar with this term, it's a street fight turns up to 11. The fall does need to finish in the ring, but as far as William Regal is concerned, as far as WWE management is concerned, this match is completely scrapped off the record books. It's pretty much just go out there, fight, settle your business, and we'll still call the fall, but anything else is completely out of our hands. William Regal, not just one blockbuster announcement tonight on NXT television, but what a way to start it off. A match that my fellow NXT fans and me have been waiting for. This rivalry will finish in NXT. If you've listened to me before, you know how long I've been saying that, but I'm going to take this time to thank a lot of my new followers Team NXT is growing. I wanted 750 celebration by New Orleans. I have surpassed that in great quantity. So thank you to all my new listeners. I noticed all of the old episode listens going up on the SoundCloud, new subscriptions on the iTunes, whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Thank you for listening to me on it, especially if it's your first time. I hope you stick here with me and enjoy your teamsmanship on Team NXT. But that was not just one major announcement coming from General Manager William Regal tonight. King Regal was on fire with building up NXT TakeOver New Orleans, the unsanctioned match between Gargano and Champa, and a North American Championship announced. Great, a mid-card title for NXT. Hopefully that means the UK title will start to shift more towards its own branding. Like so many of us have been waiting for post-tournament, I really hope the UK Championship finds its own home and we get to exhibit some more incredible UK talents besides the ones we're familiar with on NXT. So a North American title is coming to NXT television and what better way to kick it off than to have a couple of debuts in this match. It's a six-man match. It's a six-man ladder match. Nothing like the scales we've seen in NXT before. We've seen clashes for the NXT World Championship featuring the likes of Neville and Bo Dallas, as well as Finn Balor and Kevin Owens at the very first NXT TakeOver Brooklyn in 2015. So another historical ladder match being announced for NXT TakeOver New Orleans And what better way to kick off a man's NXT debut than his announcement in the match. And for the first time since Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10, we have a man who's all about the numbers. EC3 makes his NXT television debut to a raucous full-sale crowd, one of TNA's finest, a guy who changed the game in Impact Wrestling. The top 1% and the formula for success is EC3. Like I said, a lot of numbers there, folks. Of course, the four just being my own little play on words there. Anyway, and absorbing this moment kind of feel in the arena for EC3. EC3 coming out with a bang, and not just a bang of a promo, but a banger of a theme song as well. I already got that one stuck in my head. That much I can tell you. I I'll get to this a little bit later, but EC3 and Tino Sabatelli might have two of my favorite theme songs in all of NXT roster right now, but EC3 really absorbing this moment, his title on his first night, will he get rewarded it? 
No, but he's definitely in that six-man ladder match, as well as an arsenal of talent being entered into this North American Championship match. An unbelievable NXT roster-shaping moment for this championship. We are going to see people build and fight for this title outside of the NXT Championship. We will have spotlight in four different categories of NXT television, which can only mean more to cover, more for me to talk about, and hopefully more people to reach out and get their opinions on various championship opportunities. Who do you think is taking this North American championship, EC3 being the first man announced? And I'm going to get to all the competitors right now, and I'll build off of this later. Adam Cole being the second man announced as well as Velveteen Dream confronting William Regal about this opportunity. Velveteen Dream connecting with the NXT universe like no other at the moment, as well as his recent NXT TakeOver successes, that unbelievable match with Aleister Black, as well as his win in Philadelphia against the knockout artist Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono, a man I really wish was in a position to get title opportunities in NXT, but he's kind of at this gatekeeper role right now, and as a big fan of Cassius Ono, it pains me to see, but I can definitely understand where the talents and the backstage authorities are coming from. Cassius Ono, a veteran in and out of the independent circuit, as well as on NXT television, he can only benefit by working with some of the incoming performance talent, performance center talents. So Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, the man who's all about the numbers, EC3, I just named him third for a reason, and Lars Sullivan, the Leviathan, making his return to NXT television tonight. I'll get to his dominance over John Silver a little bit later on, but he's the fourth man announced, as well as a man I've been dying to see him get one-on-one, which will happen next week, to my pleasure, Sanity's representative, the Beast of Belfast, Killian Dane. Killian Dane, the fifth man announced for this matchup, so Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, EC3, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, who's that sixth man? Well, it was announced at the main event of NXT, so I'm going to save it for the main event of my show because it's the second debut that I've been very much looking forward to. But something else to look forward to in the NXT Tag Team Division is the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. Some unbelievable pairing and unbelievable chemistry in this unorthodox tag team between Pete Dunne, the UK champion, and Roderick Strong. A Massive tag team, I can't believe it, unbelievable upset over Birch and Lorcan in the first round. I thought, okay, Roderick Strong is going to get his opportunity, he's going to lose out of this, and then he'll move on to 205 Live and be a future champion. No, he's teaming with the Bruiserweight. They're moving up in the world. They want to get their hands on the Undisputed Era, and they want to confront the tag team champions after the history that Roderick Strong has. And if you mess with Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne is not a guy who's going to forget any grudges. That much I can assure you. Roderick Strong calling for this unorthodox tandem with some unbelievable and unexpected chemistry. There's so many unwords you could use for this pairing because it's just something not expected in the world of NXT. You don't expect Pete Dunne to be playing nice with anybody, 
but I'm going to digress from that point and go on to the semifinals matches that I'll be covering tonight. AOP takes on the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. You think Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford would really have a shot in this one? They've battled the Authors of Pain before. They know what they're up against. Will this be the rising star opportunity moment for the Sultans of Swag? Not quite. But we hear from another NXT tag team first, TM61. TM61 addressing their hurdle known as the Authors of Pain, Akam and Rezar, Paul Ellering's Monsters of destruction. They're just the hurdle they can't get over, but the mighty refuses to kneel. It's about reinvigorating and maybe just a little bit more of a change in attitude. But whilst this interview was being conducted, Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon, it's like you can't even have these two women working out in the proximity of each other. There's a lot of rings in the performance center and nothing can separate these two from going at it. NXT TakeOver New Orleans is going to be a new brand of war in the NXT women's division. We've seen Asuka's reign of terror. Let's see what kind of aggressive matchup we're going to get between Shayna Baszler and the Shinam Ember Moon as the fighting, reigning, defending NXT women's champion. She will not back down from Baszler. She keeps accepting Baszler's challenge. And like a fighting champion, she keeps putting the strap on the line. Unbelievable show of courage by Ember Moon and some really fierce aggression between these two ladies. Really building the anticipation for this women's championship happening at New Orleans. But let me shift back to NXT tag team action. Street Profits, Authors of Pain. Let's see if the female referee could separate these two monstrous tag teams. Honestly, it was really, really good officiating. Because it was unexpectedly short officiating as well. Authors of Pain, unbelievable chemistry when it comes to this tournament. Working like fuely, just just well-oiled machines. I don't know what kind of machines can do the damage that Akam and Rezar can do. Maybe a compactor reference, but that's heavy machinery territory. I'm going to fade away from that. And I'm going to shift on to the distraction that is Montez Ford. Montez Ford getting all antsy and jumpy about a admittedly vicious right hand by Angelo Dawkins, but you cannot leave your partner hanging for a second, especially when you're dealing with former NXT Tag Team Champions, arguably one of the most dominant reigns as NXT Tag Team Champions in Akam and Razor. Paul Ellering, wise to everything the Street Profits try and pull, Montez Ford, All right, he offered out some sportsmanship. He offered a sip of the what I'm 100% sure is Gatorade in that cup and trying to get a little bit in the head of Paul Ellering maybe, but Paul Ellering, a master of psychology, slapping the cup away and really getting under Montez Ford's skin, leaving Dawkins all alone just for the last chapter to be written in the tournament for the Street Profits. The Lariat... Russian leg sweep connecting, and that's all she wrote for the Sultans of Swag Street Profits. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins out of the Dusty Rhodes 
Tag Team Classic. I know they were a big crowd favorite coming into this one. I could have seen that push really going somewhere. I don't think they would have beaten Undisputed Era. I really think the faction holds on to the NXT Tag Team titles for just a little bit longer. And honestly, my early favorite... Unless next week really changes my mind, I think Adam Cole has a great chance to walk away with the North American title. Assuming Bobby Fish's knee injury is as serious as it is, he's going to be out of action going into TakeOver New Orleans. That hasn't been addressed on NXT television yet, but based on what I read, the odds of Adam Cole wrestling two matches seems to be pretty great. And I don't know if Adam Cole will let a singles title opportunity slip away from the Undisputed Era. They want to be undisputedly called champions in NXT, and I know Fish and O'Reilly want to be a longest-reigning NXT Tag Team Championship contenders, so Undisputed Era can really put the pieces together this WrestleMania weekend. But the Authors of Pain, you can't sleep on them. They almost had success in Philadelphia over the Undisputed Era. They're looking like the favorites against the finalists, which I'll get to in my main event match coverage between Sanity's Alexander Wolf and Eric Young taking on Roderick Strong and the Bruiserweight UK champion Pete Dunne. But the Street Profits are out. Akerman Rezar and Paul Ellering move on to another Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. And just like how Akam and Rezar are no strangers to the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament Finals, Lars Sullivan is no stranger to destruction. Lars Sullivan making a NXT television return against John Silver, and boy oh boy, poor John Silver. I don't think John Silver's... Actually, I don't think this is his first time facing Lars Sullivan. He might have been a tag team victim in the past, whether it be by partner or by opponent. Does it really ma- does it really matter when you're dealing with the Leviathan Lars Sullivan? I don't think so, but I do think there might be a little bit more history between Silver and Sullivan. Team NXT just reach out to me and confirm any of my suspicions, but it was business as usual for Lars Sullivan, a display of dominance as well as a very impressive top rope headbutt. I saw some uncomfortability with the top rope headbutt, especially what we know now about CTE and all that just sort of health hazards when it comes to it. It is a move that is uncomfortable to look at. I'm not going to just gloss over that. That fact as a wrestling fan, because it's true, we all know what kind of risks and what consequences moves like that have had in the past. uh, It's been contributed to Daniel Bryan's health risks, and he's one of my all-time favorites. And Lars Sullivan has a lot of promise. I just want him to be careful. And the, the top rope headbutt, it's very impressive, especially coming from a man of his mass. But I don't think it's a necessary part of his arsenal. There's a lot of people doing elbows, even some sort of like, even if he jumps off the top rope and on a standing opponent delivers a shooto chop, like the side of his hand to the side of his head, Lars Sullivan has believable enough hands where you take all that mass and all that body weight coming down on a shooto chop from the top rope. That's a very believable sell. That's a very easy point to get across when you're dealing with Lars Sullivan and a very good way to get a part of his moveset over. That's just one opinion that can be served as an alternative from the diving headbutt, but it was impressive to see tonight, and I do feel bad for John Silver being on the other end of that, 
and then it was just followed by a freak accident that definitely wasn't an accident, delivered with a lot of purpose. Lars Sullivan, his reign of destruction on NXT continues an impressive win at TakeOver War Games against Cassius Ono, then kind of quiet, I guess he crawled back into a Colorado cave for some time, did Sullivan, and now he's just emerging again to make his return in the North American title tournament, not tournament, ladder match. Um, I got tournaments on my mind here, folks. I'm going to cover the cruiserweight I'm going to cover the Cruiserweight Tournament at the end of this too. Might as well just give away that surprise while I can turn this error into a segue. Lars Sullivan, business as usual, and Sullivan will be taking on Killian Dane, the Beast of Belfast, locks up with the Leviathan next week on NXT. Boy, with all of these major announcements and Lars Sullivan returns to NXT and build for next week and the North American title and debuts of EC3, are we even going to have time to build the NXT World Championship match between Aleister Black and Andrade Cien Almas accompanied by the beautiful and destructive Zelina Vega? Yes, yes we will. To my surprise, during a Dakota Kai entrance, it's always nice to see the captain of Team Kick, by the way. I'm a huge Dakota Kai fan. I thought we were going to get some builds in the NXT Women's Championship, possibly deciding a competitor for after New Orleans. But no, coverage would cut to the parking lot of Full Sail University. Aleister Black, on his arrival, being jumped by the champion. Another decisive plan executed to perfection by Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega, such a game changer in Andrade Cien Almas's career. You could look back at this time last year. Where was he? I don't even remember. The party boy attitude is so far behind him, he feels. I mean, it feels like Andrade's new attitude has just been around for so long because of how well it's been developed and how much of a fire Zelina Vega has brought out in him. And if you don't believe me, look at this attack and watch it just really cringe, cringely stuff here, guys. Aleister Black not being decimated and seen in a position like this before. And that might even include the jumping by the Undisputed Era and the Ushigoroshi onto the steel chair by Adam Cole. I don't know, that's up for personal judgment, but Andrade Cien Almas really proving why he's a champion here in NXT, what this new aggression and new side of his career has done, and whether he can beat the singles undefeated streak of Aleister Black is up in the air at this point if you really look at the statistics. Aleister Black cannot be 100% going into this title match, Really, I mean, what a brutal, brutal attack, slamming into steel doors, just brutal pavements, eating stuff on the outside. Watch that attack again. I love how much Attitude Era aura can be a part of NXT sometimes, and this backstage beatdown was no exception. What will Andrade Cien Almas do when TakeOver comes, though? Will he fade to black for a new NXT champion, or will the... I mean, in my personal opinion, unexpected reign of Andrade Cien Almas continue with Zelina Vega, quite frankly, at the helm. We all know the mastermind behind this title reign, folks. Zelina Vega, such a game changer for the in-ring ability that is Andrade Cien Almas. He really has become a full package here on NXT, and this title reign has certainly proved that. 
But shifting gears back to NXT Tag Team action, we have the experienced NXT Tag Team Champions, Alexander Wolfe and Eric Young taking on the unexpected tandem once again of Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. And this match was all about chaos. Referee Drake Wirtz having to break up all four men on a couple occasions in this match. Tensions really running high, and you gotta figure Sanity was the favorites in this match. Tournament veterans, former NXT Tag Team Champions, as I just mentioned, Wolf and Young, well-oiled machines, and with their history against the Arters of Pain, they were definitely my favorites amidst this NXT episode. I thought Pete Dunne was going to pull his I don't play nice with anybody, turn on Roderick Strong, make Roderick Strong once again earn an opportunity at that UK championship. But no, the unexpected thing here is Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong's tag team chemistry. Unbelievable stuff here. Four top talents in this NXT roster. A team versus a reluctant alliance, and you gotta favor the odds with Sanity, but not on this night. Dunn and Strong coming out swinging, a double bitter end would seal their finals appearance. Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable, unexpected I don't know what else to call it. There's a lot of words you could describe this tandem, but almost NXT Tag Team Champions is a phrase you might want to start throwing in there. This could be as strange of a pairing winning the Tusty Classic since Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. But we know where Finn Balor and Samoa Joe's rivalry would head. This is for a tag team title opportunity. This is for more Pete Dunne golds around his waist. Well, more specifically with Pete Dunne between his lower lip and his mouthpiece. I can picture the UK title and the NXT tag team title between his lips. That's the messed up part. Pete Dunne has so much promise. Roderick Strong has so much fire and so much he wants to prove to his former Ring of Honor brethren in the Undisputed Era. What is going to happen come take over New Orleans? Is Roderick Strong and... Pete Dunne, the Cinderella story that will be closed by the last chapter of the Arthurs of Pain? Will the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals redeem a two-time winner out of Akerman Razor? Or will this unexpected team move on to take over New Orleans to get their rightly written revenge against the Undisputed Era? All right, Team NXT, thank you for bearing with me. Um, Let's get to that sixth competitor because I can't wait any longer. Trevor Ricochet Man makes his in-ring debut in a ladder match at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. The world-traveled Ricochet finally lands in NXT, and I can't wait to see what this guy has for the WWE Universe. Unbelievable. See you at TakeOver his first words on NXT television to the lovely Kathy Kelly. Kathy Kelly getting a lot of coverage outside of William Regal's office today, folks, and I can't believe how beautifully this match has built up. We have EC3 and Ricochet making their NXT television debuts in a title match. Unbelievable stuff, 
a very popular word this episode, and I don't regret it one bit. If you're going to take out criticism, I'm going to point it out. I know I've used that word a lot tonight, but it's just the only way I can describe this road to take over New Orleans. WrestleMania weekend is shaping up to be a thing of beauty. We have Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream with two men who have very recent victories over Cassius Ono, and we have Lars Sullivan and Killian Dane filling the Kane role of a ladder match. I thought I was going to lose it there on the rhyme, but I'm really glad how that turned out. Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan meeting one-on-one in a singles match next week, a match if you've listened to me long-term, you know how long I've been waited for that one. But Lars and Dane able to do some incredible stuff off the top rope. We all have been exposed to the agility of Killian Dane as of late. He's been an MVP in some top main event matches between 2018 to start, as well as the end of TakeOver War Games. Killian Dane really proving he's a top-tier big man talent on NXT. So the playing field is set for the North American title. The NXT World Championship is set. We have the NXT Women's Championship Warfare that I'm sure is going to be absolutely brilliant. We see where the tag team title reign will conclude, and we got a unsanctioned grudge match between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Every single match has a championship actually at stake or a championship feel. The rebel heart of Johnny Gargano is a trophy, and I want it to continue beating in NXT. I want to be looking in the eyes of the underdog and a future NXT World Heavyweight Champion, and above all else, I want the bad blood spilled between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. So, take over New Orleans, shaping up to be quite the card, and 205 Live, shaping up to be quite the show. Wait a second. I know a lot of people tend to not watch 205 Live or change the channel, so I'm not going to do the social media plug. I'm just going to give you guys one little bit of an argument for the Cruiserweight division at this point. Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali at WrestleMania. That should write itself. If you haven't been watching, just watch the last match these two guys had and picture that on a bigger stage with something to prove why the Cruiserweight division should be taken seriously and that's got the shaping up to be some great competitor action. We have Hideo Itami teaming with Akira Tozawa as of late, a NXT veteran looking to get himself back on track in the world of WWE. If you're as big of a Hideo Itami incoming fan as I am, then definitely check out the tag team action in the Cruiserweight division as well. Rumblings of Cruiserweight tag team titles coming also. And last but certainly not least, we have Roderick Strong putting on unbelievable matches. There it is again in the Cruiserweight tournament. I thought he was a favorite to head to WrestleMania. Sadly, that was just the NXT podcast host bias inside of me rooting for something more. But Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy is the man to watch. Buddy Murphy, a man who cut weight on his body, Murphy. Alright, let's skip over that. If you want to skip ahead or shut it off, I totally understand after that joke. But Buddy Murphy, really with something to prove on a 205 Live Fatal 4-Way, all set to really prove something to DM the GM, Drake Maverick. Buddy Murphy in there with three former 
Cruiserweight Champions, Akira Tozawa, TJP, and Kalisto. And between those four men, the one guy who has not held the Cruiserweight Championship, the one guy who at this point last year did not even meet the weight qualifications, Buddy Murphy walks out with a huge win in a fatal four-way on 205 Live. So NXT veterans are being treated right all across the WWE Network. It's debatable whether they're treated right on the main roster. Always give me your thoughts on that during the Raw and SmackDown Live. Live tweeting that I tend to do at podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. So check out 205 Live if you have the time. You want to find just a little bit more excitement of an hour of wrestling. Definitely check it out. And if WrestleMania doesn't hook you, maybe Cruiserweight Wrestling might not be for you. Check out Cruiser Waves coming soon on the Forming Patreon page. It's going to be part of the exclusive content. So thank you if you stuck around for that little sneak preview of sorts for that show. And I am CD Danny Mac, the voice that is your choice for WWE NXT coverage. Make sure you're following the Twitter at podcast underscore UF. I mentioned it before, and I'm going to mention it again. Thank you for over 750 followers. Thank you to Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast for reaching out to me this week via Twitter. I can't wait to do some collaboration work, and I'm sure that's coming later on in 2018. But coming on later this week, hashtag Team NX T-shirts will be available. So start DMing me after you've listened to this about those They should be shipping out some point this week. They'll be available for pre-order on this road to WrestleMania, just as I promised. Make sure you're following the Instagram at Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word. You'll see pictures of me setting up. You'll see pictures of the new mascot of Team NXT, Colin, who is due for a walk right after this. Make sure you're listening to me on all your favorite podcasting platforms. I am on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, I believe I'm on Podbean, I want to get on Spotify, and any third-party sites that feed from any of the above, you gotta tune into, and I'm sure they are there as well. Once again, thank you for joining me. This has been episode 46 of the Undisputed Future Podcast, the longest-running NXT podcast available. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great week.